Hey, thanks for stopping by. This is Free On Board, a podcast by Tridge. You're in the right place if you're looking to stay up to date with the latest food and agricultural news. Now, on to the updates. Welcome to Free On Board, a podcast by Tridge. I'm Bia Shim, a global market analyst at Tridge. And today, we'll be discussing what factors have caused an oversupply of pistachios in the United States. Theo Venter, a global market analyst and nuts and seeds specialist located in Ecuador, is joining with us today. So, Theo, you wrote about how U.S. pistachio exports tripped and fell in December and how that led to oversupply. Can you tell me the relationship between oversupply and exports in the U.S. right now? Basically, we have to start with the 2021 crop and just how pistachios work. So the U.S. in general, they've been increasing their pistachio production. And with pistachios, like some other nuts, but pistachios are much more pronounced in this way, you get like an on-year and an off-year. So basically on-year means that you have high yields on the area planted. And then because the, the tree uses a lot of energy to produce nuts and also some other physiological processes at the same time, the next year usually production drops. So the yields are, are lower. So you get an on-year and an off-year. Well, basically we have to go as far back as the 2020 crop. So the 2020 crop was about 475,000 metric tons, more or less, a little bit more than that. And so when this season ended, most let's say most traders most handlers of, of pistachios they were thinking that going into the new year into the next season it's going to be an off season so they were holding a lot of inventory for the for the next year and the carrion into the 2021 season was about 130,000 metric tons so you know that's big that's about a, a third of the crop if you look at it that right, way right right yeah so what happened, you know, in California, where most of the pistachios are grown, um, they've been producing nuts for a long time. It's technologically advanced, have good new varieties that they planted. And so everybody was expecting an off year. However, with the, let's say, with the good irrigation practices, the good fertilization practices, the new varieties of pistachios, it turned out to be a record crop. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So typically there is an alternation between off-year, on-year, year-by-year, but it sounds like irrigation practices and technology were way too good for there to be an off-year last year. Is this right? Exactly. I think mostly it's the, the variety of pistachios that they are planting. So it's the new varieties that are coming, um, that are being planted. Um, and then, you know, just in general, practices are getting better. So, yeah, it would be a combination of factors. And also, if you, if you take into account that 2021 was actually a very dry year in California, for most of the year, they, they had a lot of drought. Okay. So I think the market was kind of caught off guard by the, by the record crop. But in about September, I spoke to Bob Klein of the Administrative Council of Pistachios. And they were already saying, look, it's going to be another, another good crop. They were expecting about, I think, more than a billion bushels. 1.167 
uh, billion bushels to be exact. So that's about 530,000 metric tons. So, you know, that's a that's a pretty big increase from from the previous year. So I, I think even the producers, they were pretty surprised by the big crop. Now, when it comes to going into the season, I mentioned there was carryover of about 130,000 metric tons. Right, right. So because everybody was expecting yields to drop, what they do, pistachios have a long shelf life. So you can carry them over from the, the previous season, bring them into the next season. If you have a low crop, you still have your product available to sell. I see, I see. So going into the season, there was a carryover of 130 metric tons, presuming that there would be an off year. But the market was caught off guard by record volumes of crop. So this got me wondering, given that there is a long shelf life for pistachios, new production practices, new varieties, is this off and on year alternation going to continue? Or is this off and on year alternation going to soon just be an antiquated way of discerning pistachio harvest volumes? You know, this was a very strange year, but if you look at, let's say, if you look at the world's second biggest uh, pistachio producer, which is Turkey, the difference between their on and off years, it could be something like 60%. So, you know, they have a they have a, a crop one year and the next year it's only 60% of the, the previous year. So I think a lot of people were expecting the crop to be much lower in the off year and you know, it just didn't happen. And I think a lot of people were surprised. So going into the season, people had a lot of stock ready in case it would be a, a really bad season, bad yields. And then, like I said, most people were surprised by the, the record crop. So now you're already, if you, if you can imagine you're a trader or a handler, you already have this big stock just in case something happens. And then another record crop is coming in. So it just means there's a lot of pistachios available. I see. So production levels standing alone as a factor were also quite unprecedented. Now, I'm guessing that logistics and the supply chain issues brought about the pandemic also played a lot into the oversupply we see right now. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So, you know, as the season started, everybody was expecting a, an off year. So even countries, for example, Turkey, they kept a lot of pistachios available for for this year. So I should also mention that Turkey is the second biggest producer of pistachios, but normally they're a net importer. However, because they had a very good good crop in 2020, so they kept a lot of, of stock available in case, you know, they, they couldn't find pistachios that are coming here. So they had a lot of pistachios available and they actually became an exporter throughout 2021. Okay, but when the U.S. did start um, exporting their pistachios, it went really well in the first few months. So when, when you take a look at the marketing year, so the marketing year starts from 1st of September and ends at the end of August, which is also basically when pistachios are harvested. So the harvest starts in September, it gets harvested until November. And then from November, basically, they're selling all the stock that was harvested in these few months until about August. And then that's when the new marketing year starts. So the year started off very well. In fact, in September, the U.S. exported about 28,000 metric tons, which was a record and was almost three times what it was the year before in September. The month after that, in October, 
they exported another maybe 30,000 tons, which was also about 30% higher than the previous year. So in November, it was also big. All in all, it looked really well for September, October, and November. But then in December, there was quite a big drop in their exports. So in December, they only exported 12,000 metric tons. That's from 30,000 or about 31,000 that they exported in November. Wow, that is a big drop. So it was going all well in August when the harvest was done all up to November and December just saw a sudden drop. Exactly. So throughout September, October, November, it looked really well. And then December was just a pretty bad month for exports. I see. Understood. Is there anything in particular that happened in December? Okay, so it would be a combination of basically everything that happened. First of all, the exports were pretty strong for the first three months. You can kind of expect there would be a little bit of a slowdown, but the the drop in December was quite significant. It, it could be a situation that a lot of importing countries, they were buying a lot in, in the first three months of the marketing year. And then, you know, they had enough stock available and they just kind of slowed down. So that would be one thing. The next thing would be all these logistical problems that we're seeing around the globe. And the harbors in in California, you know, they already kind of have a bad reputation of being a little bit inefficient and having some backlogs and things like that. With the whole COVID situation and the U.S. is experiencing some demand for, you know, just general labor, truck drivers, things like that, the whole situation just kind of snowballed. And, you know, the harbors are congested, which which kind of would mean the exports are not, not as good as they should be. This could have happened in December. However, that would not explain why the previous months were doing good. But if you look at other nuts that are, that were leaving California, for example, almonds, almonds have actually been slow for more than three or four months. You know, the congestions in, in the harbor, this definitely has something to do with the, the drop in exports. And then, yeah, then it's basically the same point as I mentioned before, but a lot, a lot of pistachios have already been bought between September and November. So maybe the, the market is just taking a breather and we could see a pickup again in January. Gotcha. So what I'm hearing are two factors. One, countries had enough stock of pistachios, didn't find the need to stock up on any more. And two, there were logistical problems with ports in California being notorious for their inefficiency and backlogs, maybe a shortage in containers and this worsened by the lack of labor, such as truck drivers. So back to what you were saying about almonds, were there similar patterns that you could observe in their supply and demand? Yeah, so we saw the same thing with almonds, where almonds actually gets reported. So the the shipments means basically the the export as well as the domestic shipments gets reported and also the commitments. So the commitments means the almonds that are are sold, but they haven't left, haven't left California yet, basically. Um, So if you take a look at that, um, it's been the lowest up to the end of November, it's been the lowest in six years. Sorry, until the end of December, the almond sales and commitments have been the lowest as a percentage of the total crop um, has been the lowest in six years. So almonds, you know, it's pretty obvious that with all the, the almonds that are available in the U.S., 
that if the exports aren't leaving as, as quickly as anticipated, it must be something to do with the congestion in the harbor because the demand is strong. Demand worldwide is strong. There's been a pickup for the demand of commodities. So the logistics and the logistical problems would definitely have kind of subdued the exports of, of almonds. And we're also seeing this in pistachios now. Yeah, wow. That's amazing. I think it's really interesting how we can look into the almond case and extrapolate what might have happened with the pistachio case as well. I have another question regarding commitments. Is there a figure that can help us observe commitments made in January and February? So it, it kind of depends on the reporting authority, but for, for pistachios, they do not report it. So the Almond Board of California, they report almond shipments and almond commitments. These are like the official figures. Then pistachios, the position reports get reported by the Administrative Council of Pistachios. They only report the shipments, so they do not report the commitments. Yeah. I see. That's really good to know. So maybe at the end of January, we'll get to see reports saying that there were X metric tons shipped or there were none shipped, but we won't know until then. Exactly. So it's going to be it's going to be quite exciting to see what happened in January. That will kind of give a better outlook of what's happening in the market. And the main thing I think people will be looking at is if the exports do not pick up the pace, we're going into an on year which is going to get harvested in September 2022. You know, if the if the US if they can't get rid of this record crop kind of exported or domestic sales have been picking up but if they if they can't export the bulk of it, we're going to go into an on year and there's going to be a lot of pistachios available. Wow, a lot of pistachios for 2022 and perhaps 2023. Um, in turn, did domestic consumption of pistachios in the U.S. increase because of this? Did it become cheaper on grocery shelves? Yeah, so the domestic consumption of, well, pistachios in general have been quite a success story in the, in the U.S. Production has been increasing a lot. And then also domestic consumption is just skyrocketing. If you take a look for the last five years, year on year, domestic consumption of pistachios have increased by 10%. So wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. So it means like from five years ago, pistachio consumption was about 130,000 tons in the US. And this year, this season, it it could be up to about 190, even 200,000. So if you just take a look at pistachio consumption per capita, which would be the domestic consumption just divided by the whole population of the U.S. Five years ago, in 2016-2017, per capita consumption was 0.4 kilograms. And in 2021, we would probably end up around 0.58, maybe even 0.59 kilograms per person per year. So that's quite an increase. Like I said, it's quite a success story, pistachios, not just the production, but also the way it's been marketed and the way it's being sold domestically. Export shipments in general has been keeping up with production, but the 2021 season was quite a special season with the record production. So I see. Yes, there are more pistachios for Americans, but factors like increased consumption habits and marketing have also kept up with this phenomenon. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, actually nut production or nut consumption, domestic consumption in the U.S. in general has been picking up a lot. Um, Almond consumption went from about just one kilogram, less than one kilogram 
five or six years ago, now it's at 1.17. Um, the same with walnuts. Walnuts was about 0.42 five or six years ago, now it's 0.58. So in general, Americans are eating more and more nuts. You know, it's it's like nut production in the U.S., almonds, walnuts, pistachios, even pecan. You know, most of, most of the nuts um, are increasing. So production is increasing. Domestic consumption is increasing within the U.S. And also it's, it's becoming or there's always kind of a demand for nuts. And, you know, it, the nice thing about nuts is you can dry it. You can keep it for a long time. So it's easy to tread. It's not like some vegetables where it has like a very short shelf life or something like that. Well, thank you so much for your time, Theo. <laughs> All right, no worries. Yeah, it was good talking to you, Ben. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, subscribe, and share our podcast. Check out church.com slash intelligence data for more price analyses and up-to-date insights into the food and agricultural industry.